ladies and gentlemen, the one and only unapologetic review. We're live in the building. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for the DJ. You already know what time it is. I am your host, the one and only Cash Banks, and I got my right-hand man. Black season, man. What's good? What's good? Ladies and gentlemen, you already know this is the Culture Talk. Unapologetic 24-7, 365. We talk about it all. Ladies and gentlemen, before we get started, you already know what I'm going to ask you to do. Go follow us on Twitter at Go Unapologetic. Tweet us. Let us know what you like. Let us know who you would like to see on the show. Tell us what you would like us to talk about. We listen. We read. Ladies and gentlemen, reading is paramount. It is fundamental. Hmm. <laughs> also, you can follow us at the Unapologetic Review Show on IG. So, now that we got that out the way, let's go ahead and get into the first topic of the day, ladies and gentlemen. Listen, we got to talk about this. Black Caesar, Drake dropped Scary Hours 2. Yeah, big release. Man. Big release. The sixth God has spoken. Shit, apparently. <laughs> they can speak like Zeus or something. When he drops on everybody here, that shit. Listen, man, I was, uh, I was actually up and, you know, I had forgotten that he was going to drop it on midnight. Friday and I was sitting up there and I was like, okay. And then it just started coming across the news feed. I started seeing these uh, memes with Drake on Michael Jordan's body. Oh yeah, you I, know. I was the king or the goat. All yeah. That. yeah, I started seeing the memes with you know the classic flu game and they had Rick Ross carrying Drake across the court. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> and okay. I was sitting up there and I was like, okay. I was like, okay, it got to be heat now. Scary Hours 2 is a three-pack. You know what I mean? We call that a three-piece lemon pepper with extra lemon pepper on the side. Yeah. Um, you know, he, he did his thing, and, you know, we were listening to it, and, you know, it's it's what you expect from Drake. It's Drake, yeah. Like, it's, it's Drake. It's, it's Drake, my nigga. Like. Yeah, it, it, it's not – I'm going to say this, and it's not hate. It, it's not anything to uh, – you know, write home about and be like, oh, my God, I just saw a comet fly in the backyard. But, it, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It, it's, yeah. it's it's like, what did you expect? Like, you know, he's he's great at his craft. He does it. I mean, listening to it sounds like effortlessly all the time. Very effortlessly, yeah. And, you know, you know, I think my favorite was definitely, you know, probably the Lemon Pepper, you know, record that he did with Ross. You know, shots out to the, you know. Yeah, three hundred five MIA yo, much respect. But uh, it it was you know like what did you think about it? Um, damn it, it was Drake. But um, <laughs> I, I would say listening to it, um, I actually watched the YouTube um version with the lyrics, and man, Drake has one of the most unique flows without really being unique. Like like he he's very did 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 did. I think you mentioned how he likes to stop and pause, but I mean, dog, Drake is, he's efficient, my niggas. It's like, it's like Brady in the fourth quarter. Yeah. yeah. Like he might not wow you with something great, but has he dropped anything that hasn't got a response? So, man, it was good, but it's Drake. I mean, my favorite had to be, um, was it the wants and needs? Cause the, the, the ride of it, it reminded me of the, um, um, the one with the with the watch time don't stop or whatever that beat was that he had right, rolling. Right, right, right. Drake is good for that. Like he he's very good at these trap beats and and making their flow. 
I don't know. I I I just don't listen to Drake like that, me personally. But I mean, I I I I agree with you. I don't think it was something that was like like I said, it, it wasn't stop everything you're doing. This is like Michael Jackson created Thriller Part Two. This is this was not that moment. It was like this is you know this is his warm up. That's what it felt to let like. you know let that you know, you know I, yeah you know because yeah. he's working on Certified Lover Boy. That is the term for his next project, and he says, "Don't worry, you know he's cooking it up now." The fact that he gets away with that. I mean, yeah, he's Drake, but at the end of the day, you know he. He's giving his fans something to hold them. You know, this is just that little care package that he's giving them to be like, okay, you know, I still got it. I'm still here. He, he got that kind of fan base. And at the end of the day, it's one of those things where it's like, okay, it didn't take much. You can tell mm-hmm. listening to it, but, you know, his craft is undeniable. I remember I saw where uh, Ebro from um, Hot 9-7 actually said, you know, a lot of artists, they could take notes looking at Drake's process, like when he records. And it, truth be told, it, it, is, to agree. it is something that a lot of artists could look at because at the end of the day, his selection from the records that he chooses true, down to the way that he, you know, puts his verses together, it makes sense. It's like he, he builds a masterpiece to the point where it's like, okay, it might sound simple. Yeah. It might sound plain. Mm-hmm. But it's efficient every single time. Efficient is a good way to put Drake, bro. This nigga just efficient. Like, if you need four downs to get 10 yards, he's like 95%. <laughs> you think what I'm saying? Like, he's just, like, again, uh, I'm not a big fan of his, that reggae album he had. Um, I'm not a big fan of that style. But if you want to talk about just pure rapping, just pure rapping, making a song, making a hook, beat, selection, print it up, press it, put it to the uh, media. Man, who's done it better since he's been in the game? Yeah, no, he's he's so he's that been process efficient. I get. Yeah, no, he's been efficient. He's been one of those people where I think at the end of the day, he he just delivers what is expected, and every mm-hmm. now and then he'll surprise you with something that is you know a little bit above the caliber of what people do expect. I mean, shit, his biggest surprise was what back to back. No, I don't know. I don't know if it was just back to back. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm not going that far to say he back to back. No, I, I'd say Drake. That wasn't surprising. No, no, it wasn't his biggest. You said his biggest, oh, biggest surprise. surprise. No, that okay. wasn't. Right. I, I can't definitely no. Okay, all right. Yeah, no. I, I will say it was a surprise because it got nominated for a Grammy. <laughs> that that was the surprise. Like I've never that put me in the like the the mindset of hit him up being nominated for a Grammy in a clean version. Just think about that analogy for a moment. If Hit 'em Up had a clean version, like and, of course, yeah, yeah. You get yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, like, agree, like, agree. like with the talent and the bars that he put, you know, that was a very dark time for someone. But we're not going to talk about that now. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, listen. Next on the chop block, we got to talk about this man. What the hell was little baby doing on a basketball court with two chains? <sighs> he. Ooh, I wish I had some words to describe <laughs> that performance, bro. He looked like he never saw a rim. Man, listen. We were looking at the highlights, if you want to call them highlights. Instead, I called them. <laughs> you can't call them highlights. I listen, I call it looking at a funeral backwards. <laughs> <laughs> like, like that, that's what I call that. I was looking at it and I was like, QC right now. 
has been winning for like the last couple oh, years on every is. artist that they had. I know for a fact, Q, if he was looking at that game, he was basically saying, shit, I could have sent Cardi B instead. <laughs> Technically, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that was... I mean, ain't Quavo QC, so maybe... Was, was, was Quavo safe. was there? No, 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 no. Listen, and, listen. And Quavo was locking it. It was terrible. But listen, man. Quavo, Quavo beat up. him with Jack Harlow. Jack <sighs> Harlow, man. Listen, I was looking at the memes, and they were like, yo, they were like, 2 chains is pissed right now. <laughs> they were like, 2 chains, and they showed like a picture of like a person sitting on a bench at Popeyes, Popeyes. after they got out of work. The Jimmy Butler. <laughs> Listen, man, it was horrible. I'm sitting up there and I'm like, what the hell? And then, how, you know. How did he get picked? Did they screen? Listen, man. For, I, the, for the game? Did they say go shoot a layup? i tell you one thing. Tell you one thing. Thank God. And I'm going to say this. Thank God that they were not playing that for charity. Oh. <laughs> because, my God. Whatever foundation he had. <laughs> whatever foundation he had was getting no bills that day. The nigga listen, didn't put up a single point on things. Listen, man, if I was little Timmy and, it, and he was playing for my charity at that moment, I'm coming out onto the court, goddammit, <laughs> with, the, like, yo, look, man. We'll look, do this for ourselves. No, nobody's eating today. Like, <laughs> this this shit is hard. Man, listen, man, listen. His foundation ain't eating. <laughs> listen, we got love for everybody, man, but I'm just saying, like, that jumper. Yeah, thank God it was for charity. Though. That jump, listen. It was a lot of upset. If it was for charity, listen, that's a great thing, and I hope that, you know, they disperse everything properly, Evenly but up. we know for a fact Little Baby contributed none Nothing. to that that night. <laughs> let's, let's Bro, two just, chains could have played by itself. Listen, two chains did play by himself. <laughs> We're going to say that. All I, all, all I'm going to say is it was it was horrible. Yeah. Um, Lil yeah. Baby, listen, no disrespect. Love his music. He is a great artist. Uh, but the, but yeah, man, he he listen. Listen, he chimed in. He went back on Twitter and he said, "Look, he left that part of his life a long time ago. He's on the football field. Listen, he left basketball a long time ago when he was born. Listen, <laughs> listen, <laughs> man. I, I I saw it and I was like, yo, he looked like he never played with anything that bounced." Dribbled or went into a basket before. Like I was, you know what? Past trash can. <laughs> listen, man. Listen, I, I, I saw it. The world saw it, and Two Chains unfortunately saw it. He saw it in a way where it was just, you know, it was, it was something that I'm pretty sure he was going to ask them when he got back to the locker room. Like, whoever put this shit together, yeah, the, never. Like you, you set me up. You, you, you did me wrong. But yeah, man. You know, NBA All Star Weekend. A lot of games going on. A lot of stuff, and you know. They decided to throw out a comedy. Yeah, I, yeah. Okay, all right. That was that was pretty bad, man. Listen, shit. We got to talk about this, man. At the end of the day, there are certain things about social media that people thrive on. Now, social media is the new courtroom of the world. Yeah, true. Now, sometimes you get it right, sometimes you get it wrong. The way social media is set up, ninety percent of the time, people get it wrong. Hmm. Okay. That's exactly what it is. Even if your intentions are right, social media will find a way oh, okay, to bad. make it wrong. True. Okay, that is true. Okay, you following me? You I see where I'm going? Okay. I got you now. Yeah. JT from the City's Girls. First off, shout out to the City Girls. 305. All day, every day. Listen, we got to talk about this. JT has had a tough Twitter relationship. Very tough. 
she basically has deactivated, reactivated more than an episode of the Power Rangers <laughs> on Twitter. Mom will kick us Like, like she has been on and off, and to her credit and her defense, it hasn't been all her fault. Now she's had her moments where she, you know, she's always cursing, you know, a troll out or something like that. And hey, listen, that's her Twitter. She has the right to do it. Now, the reason I'm bringing this up is because something very interesting happened. She was recently on there and she was, you know, kind of going back and forth with a troll. And there happened to be somebody else in that conversation as well. JT says she was not aware of it. Come to find out the young lady has cancer. Yeah. Now, JT actually blocked the young lady. And you know how social media is. It doesn't matter if it happened in two minutes or ten seconds. At the end of the day, somebody saw it. Somebody saw that, Mo. Now, this is what happened. Immediately, the Twitter police got involved. Yes, those little birds with those little, you know, little little Twitter fingers, <laughs> they got involved immediately. Now, immediately it was said that JT did this on purpose to a young lady with cancer. Right, no, that, that, that's not how it went. She went on IG and she explained it. She said, look, I was having a dialogue and there was somebody trolling me. She said, basically, the lady told her, you know, F this, you be this, all that other extra stuff. And there was one person that was constantly responding. It happened to be the young lady that got blocked. She said, I would never, ever take a shot at a person with cancer. She was like, that's tacky. You know what I mean? Like, get the hell out of here. Like, I would not wish any ill will or anything. So. What do you think? Like, what are the rules and regulations of social media, Black Caesar? Oh, man. Shit. Write a book on that. Yeah, um, like, because it, it's getting out of hand, man. It's getting to the point now where you're, you know, guilty until proven innocent. But, you know, on social media, that it doesn't go that way. Listen, when, when, any, when anybody is giving their opinion on social media, it, it's, it's a very good, uh, a lot of bark but no bite type syndrome because you can say whatever you want to say. Right, right, right. And really no consequence because the only person getting the consequence is the celebrity because they are, they're the only reason this conversation has been brought up. Absolutely. So, um, the, the young lady put up the messages. If I'm, if I'm getting this right, you're saying JT was talking to somebody else, but she was in the conversation responding to their conversation. Right. And, and right. Therefore JT thought she was this. Okay. Bet. Um, Man, listen, sometimes it's a catch-22. You lose or you lose. For JT, unfortunately, regardless of what she thought, she's not going to win for that same reason as I just said. When you're the topic of discussion on social media, everybody's opinion of you, not only can it be whatever the fuck they want it to be, it can be as aggressive, as harmful. Hell, it could be lies. Because more than likely, because you're the center of the attention, there is no type of defense for you. There's no type of, like you said, it's like a courtroom. There's no type of, um, well, let's listen and see. No, that first impression I got, whatever I heard, whatever I thought I saw, whatever I read, I get to react off that immediately. And like you said, it's, it's just like a courtroom. Sometimes they get it right, sometimes they don't. A lot of times when you have a lot of people speaking on one topic and they don't know what the fuck is going on and they're just going on first impression, 
they can get it wrong, especially if they don't take the time to sit and think. And I'm assuming that's what happened to her because it's happened to so many people. So, yeah, I, I think it, it becomes one of those things where people are looking at it like, okay, you know what? Like at the end of the day, social media. Yeah, okay. Let's get one thing clear. First of all, social media should not determine anybody's life. True. Now, the algorithms and all the other technology and all the advanced things that people use to classify influencers, celebrities, and people that have great uh, inspiration or trending ways to make people follow them. Let's, let's, let's put this to bed once and for all. A blue check mark or any other title that social media gives you does not make you better than anybody else. True. Let's get that out the way. I say that to say this. It's kind of sad because at the end of the day, when you look at it, I can believe JT. I can believe that her intentions were never to just come out and sit there and say, hey, look, I'm going to block the person that has cancer. cancer. Yeah, agreed. Like, totally let, like, like, let, let, let's, let's get that out the way. I don't believe for any type of way that she maliciously just sat there and looked at the tweet and was like, Hey, the first person I'm a block instead of everybody else is going to be this person. I don't, I don't see her doing it. And the sad part about it is this, at the end of the day, you got people that are looking at it and they are quick to write a quick couple sentences and scold somebody and they're not realizing the damage that they can do. Indeed. The damage that they can do is they can damage this girl's brand. Mm-hmm. This girl has worked hard to be able to be in a situation that she's in. Now, to them, they don't care. They're just writing. They don't care. They don't know that their words hold merit because of the new standards in social media. Now, at the same time, I'll say this. When you look at the whole thing, you're like, okay, wait a minute. What are we really talking about? Are we really talking about finding a cure for cancer? Or are we just finding something to talk about to tear somebody else down again? That's that's what I'm seeing. I'm not seeing anything else that has anything else to do with anything. That's why when I saw it, I was kind of like, okay, you know what? At the end of the day, it doesn't have any merit. And the fact that it got that much traction is only because... The person that it got put up against has a blue check mark. Pretty much. And 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 like like they say, I mean it, it Rome wasn't built in a day, but it was destroyed in one. Like, yeah. like you said, when your opinion can can man, listen, a, a, a sharp sword cuts deeper. So if I can say something that gets more shock value, what what normally gets shock value? Something dramatic, controversial. I mean, listen, everybody knows these things draw your attention. But there's a difference between critiquing, you know, criticism and then just aiming to be vengeful or hurtful. And like you said, because it's, it's no type of, how can you say, no judge, no jury, nothing controlling the courtroom social media, there is no process. I'm just going to say whatever. And you're not, you're not realizing, yeah, you can critique, you can judge, you can comment, you can review, you know, these are all things we all do. But it's a difference when you're just saying this person did this. Out of this out of this situation, and you don't give it time to marinate. You you don't get a person time to respond. Like you said, you're not giving them that just do that. Even supposedly, we'll say supposedly, our courtrooms supposed to give us, and that's the biggest issue with social media. There is no type of 
you said rules. There are no rules. W- whatever the fuck I want to say, technically, I got my side of the screen. I got my keyboard. I got my phone. I can say whatever. And because of that, like you said, it's hard to believe anybody, especially somebody who's been in the spotlight for a couple of years now, like I said, who has their brand, who I'm sure is always on Twitter, always on these sites or whatever it is, Instagram, and they know what their voice is. I, I, I would be hard to understand why she would see this person with cancer, so I'm going to block you. Like, I, I can definitely believe there's no aim to that. But again, it shows the flip side. Like you said, even in your actions, you can have a different mindset. Because social media got a mind of its own, Brad, they will tell you what you meant to do. And that's what's going on with this chick right now. Yeah, I, I don't I don't I don't think it's it's any secret that social media is it's beneficial in a lot of ways, but it's a lot more detrimental in a lot of other ways. So it it'll never be yeah. completely a good thing. Like it, it started out with that idea, you know, going all the way back to MySpace and then before you knew it, there were stalkers on there that looked like Tom, but they weren't Tom. And you know what I mean? So at the end of the day, you know, you got to have discipline and use your best judgment when you're using it. Because at the end of the day, sometimes you might run into a situation where somebody's looking to catfish you or trying to get their, you know, popularity off on you. But definitely, like I said, man, we support JT. We definitely know she was not trying to do anything of the sort. And, you know, shots out to the young lady that is battling cancer. We hope that everything definitely works out. And we want to see you get better soon. Mm -hmm. That is the number one thing. Ladies and gentlemen, listen, this is the culture talk. You already know how we do it. We give it up to you. We're going to take a commercial break. And when we come right back, we're going to dive right back into it on the one and only unapologetic review. Ladies and gentlemen, the one and only unapologetic review. We're back in the building. You already know what time it is. We're back and we got to give it up for the DJ. (laughs) Listen, man, Black Season, we got to talk about this, man. A lot happened this weekend. We got a couple topics out the way already, but you know we got to talk about this, man. We got to talk about coming to America part two. 
Número dos. Yeah. The sequel. <laughs> I had to do it two times. For the sequel. <laughs> Listen. Coming to America is considered to be, in the black community, a national treasure. You know, a treasure that is Wakanda before there was Wakanda forever. Yeah, exactly. That kind of African royalty vibe. Bet. Yeah, it, it, it was considered to be exactly what it sounds like. Coming to America, the, you know, the story of a young African prince that came here with dreams of finding his Love of his life. Sounds great, right? Inspirational. Sounds amazing. Sounds like it's going to make a lot of money. Which it, did, <laughs> which it did. No, listen, listen, listen. I'm pretty sure when you look at the receipts for the day view of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> In the bank. It was there. I'm pretty sure Eddie is at home right now with that laugh. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like, like laughing, looking at the receipts. But yeah. listen. I saw the commercials, I saw the previews, and I'm here to report that, no, I did not watch Coming to America yet. I'm very sorry, ladies and gentlemen, to disappoint you. <laughs> now, in my defense, I have a reason why I didn't watch it. But before I give you your reason, why not let's act, you know, let's ask Black Caesar what he thought of Coming to America. Press that sound effect again. There you go. That, that's how I felt, man. I felt like they missed the mark on it um, with the original concept. Um, for those you who haven't seen it, I'm going to spoil it a little bit. Uh, uh, just a little bit. He's going to look for his son. The reason why he's going to find his son to Oh, me, he's going to just go ahead and spoil it. No, wow, I'm, I'm not going to spoil really, that part. That, that's really fucked up. I, listen, when you see the movie and you see why he went to go get his son, it's stupid. It, it, it's, it's, it's dumb. Uh, the way they explained it, eh, I guess I could get into it, but let's get to the main part. Was it good? No, it, it was not good. I, I didn't like it. <laughs> it, I, I w it wasn't funny. Well, I'll take that back. It is one part funny. But <laughs> Hold on. Uh, I'm about to contradict myself, but there's one part that's funny in there with Arsenio Hall and his dad. Y'all have said it, but um, man, I really feel like Amazon Prime, y'all got bamboozled. Oh my god! Listen, listen, man. They they got the bag from y'all for this one. Like this was not worth it. I'm so glad it didn't come in movie theaters. If I don't want to go see it this weekend, wow, I, I wouldn't have been happy. Yeah, so, man. It, it listen. I remember when it uh you know they started showing the trailers, the teasers, and everything like that, and everybody was like, "Yo," and I was like, "No." Yeah, I was like, I was like, no, literally, I was like, okay, wait a minute, we're all going to pretend that Wesley Snipes does not have a Lionel Richie hairpiece on top of his head, and he has some Somalia type braids going on with it, and then he has Tiana Taylor next to him, which shots out to Tiana Taylor first of all, ladies and gentlemen. She looked like she fits. I would give her props on her appearance. Like Tiana Taylor is. A baddie. Let, let, let's get that out the way. She's black girl excellence all the way up and down. But mm -hmm. let's just say, let's put them in the same space together. Wesley Snipes, Tiana Taylor. It goes together like mayonnaise and jelly. A horrible combination. <laughs> it, it doesn't even sound like it deserves to be standing On at the same nothing. table. Nope, not at all. 
So let me just say this. Listening to Black Caesar tell me before the show how the movie was a disappointment lets me know further why I did not go watch it immediately. I do not regret it. Mm -mm. I am not remorseful that I was not a part of being, you know, the history that was not history, evidently. I will say this, though. I will watch it at some point in time in my leisure. When I say leisure, I mean my absolute leisure. I mean leisure to the point where it just happens. Don't have anything <laughs> bad on your mind. Like have your mind clear. Yeah, I, I'm. When you I'm, watch this movie. I'm not running to go see it because I, like I said, the commercials itself already told me that they were going outside of what made the original. Yeah. You know, a diehard blockbuster and the original, I could watch on repeat still to this day. Like I loved it. It was it was just great, you know. Eddie Murphy and Lucenio playing like multiple characters. The barbershop they brought that back, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, listen, no, but that was one of the funniest parts of the movies. That's what I'm saying. Like what they did in this one, I, 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 I like I said, we talked about it. I think what they did was they tried to make it funny to the new generation. And the problem with that is, I think what they did was they watered it down. Yeah, they actually took what made it special. Like we were saying this before. There have been rumors of a Scarface 2 movie oh. since the first one came out. And that was almost, I would say, maybe 40 years ago or more. There is a reason why there is not a Scarface 2 movie out. You know what that reason is? Some movies don't need a part two. Don't need a goddamn sequel. And if they want to do the sequel, the people that were involved in the original one, they are going to make sure yeah. as much as possible that the new movie is going to actually do the original justice. And this did not. So I'm going to say this. I'm, I'm not going to be the one that's going to sit there and say, hey, I feel bad for I'm happy. Eddie Murphy's winning. He also made an announcement that he's going back to stand up. Oh, well, this was a joke. So obviously he started. <laughs> <laughs> this, he started earlier, apparently. This, this had to be a joke. I'm no, just saying, I was man. Listen, I'm, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. But at the end of the day, he tried. And, you know, in my opinion, you know, it's 50-50. When you're doing a sequel to a movie that is actually a classic. Classic, yeah. You can't make it a 50-50. Exactly. Now, 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 shots out to this. The whole, the, I would say not the whole movie, but 90% of that movie was shot in Rick Ross's mansion. God damn, ladies and gentlemen. He made the best investment off the movie. <laughs> I mean, well, he made the best profit. He got that upfront tax money for, uh, for, for funding the, uh, the location. Ladies and gentlemen, listen, man. Listen, when I saw the behind the scenes of it, I was sitting up there. I was like, wow, like, Jesus, this is, this is all one house? Like, Couldn't imagine man. the price they paid for that. Man, I just kept hearing the uh, the Maybach music, you know, the Maybach music tag. Like, Maybach, hey. you know what I'm saying? Like, make me. Hey, I, I bet when they're trying to do scenes, he probably had that. <laughs> Eddie, we talking to him, man. Raw, stop it. Not, not now, Raw. Listen, man. I say this, man. Shouts out to all our people that were involved in it. I, yeah, I'm, I'm happy for him. I'm not, I'm not hating to the point where I'm like, I want anybody not to go see it. I'm just giving an honest opinion based on what I've seen. And my opinion is I am not running to any theater or any Amazon app anytime soon. Anytime. 
to go, you know, to go see it. And I mean, I'm, I believe it, it'll do numbers too, because it's been enough reaction to, to show you that people are going to watch it. So, yeah, numbers wise, this movie will not struggle. It, it, it will, I think it will hit its target. It's just, you know, the perception, the vibe, the people. Ah, we're not feeling it, man. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I'm not on a train where I'm like, okay, this is this is great. No, it's not great. It's not great. Yeah, I, I no. can't pretend just because. I get the theme is great. It's it, it's not, but yeah. listen, more power to everybody who worked on it. Again, watch it just for if you want to watch it for anything specifically. The names in this movie they had it felt like a DJ Khaled produced movie because everybody named Mama is in this thing. So if you're in it, you know to watch it, you'd be surprised with some of the cameos. I will say that, but damn it, they just swinging a miss. Yeah, I'm 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 not I'm not checking for it at the end of the day, you know. Nah. Shouts out to Eddie Murphy and everybody else. Ladies and gentlemen, listen, we gotta talk about this. T.I. and Tiny, man, listen. A lot has been going on over the past couple months. T.I., the one and only, Mr. Expeditiously, Mr. Rubber Band Man from the bottom of the map. You still don't know me. Mm-hmm. That it's guy. That guy. Listen, man, it is not looking good. Now, a couple months ago, it was reported that T.I. and Tiny were being investigated for sex trafficking. That's not a good look. Nah. Now, fast forward to now, it looks like that that might not have went away completely. Now, there are also reports coming out that they are saying that T.I. had his lawyer approach the victims and their attorneys and you know, they wanted to work out a settlement. Now, ladies and gentlemen, it doesn't take a genius to realize this. Anytime somebody chooses to want to settle, if these reports are true, it makes you look even more guilty in the public eye. Yeah. Now, when I heard this story, I was like, wow. You know, because in the beginning, there was a lot of allegations that these were just false rumors there was the young lady that chimed in that had nothing to do with that. She was complaining about something else. And, you know, it seemed like, you know, it was just like a little something. People were complaining and there was somebody was trying to take them down. We moved on. Now, with this latest development, they also are saying that not only did they turn down the settlement. They said that they want them to admit what they did and then they'll think about the settlement. I've never heard this one before. Like, ladies and gentlemen, it's not looking good. They're basically saying if they admit to what they claim they did, then they'll think about the settlement. Now, which is the complete opposite <laughs> of the damn reason you settle. Right, right. And 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 it <laughs> and it's like, wow, it's like, okay, wait a minute. You're sitting up there and you're saying you want me to admit to something that you're saying I you're saying that I did and you want to get paid. Like as if I was not supposed to admit to it. So Yeah, but that that's not the biggest thing. If yeah. they admit and they actually did do it, they still can face criminal charges. And that's my point. While so, the people get like, paid. I'm paying you for the opposite reason why I even want to pay you. I will say this. Um man, they are drawn from blood then. If that's the case. If 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 I'm saying to you, I just want you to admit the crime, like I understand you want to pay me. I appreciate the payment. But fuck that. You are going to admit to what you're doing. I was going to say. Right, right, There are right. some people we spoke about, I think, somebody before. Some people with enough bread might just pay to go away. 
But man, like you said, that public perception, the moment you step into that lane and say, I'm going to pay, you really hope that gets swept under the rug. Because if that's brought to the light, the first thing anybody's going to say, oh, he did that shit. Yeah, man, I'm I'm listening to it and I'm like, okay, wait a minute. What are we what are we really talking about here? Like at the end of the day, if TI did do this and Tiny, let's make this clear. We said this on another episode, but we're not condoning that. If they were drugging people and it was against people's will and things like that of net nature took place, we're not condoning that. Let me make that clear. I don't want anybody to say, oh, well, you no, listen. Now, on the flip side, if this is a situation where these people consent and they gave their rights mm-hmm. to say, hey, look, this is the type of freaky shit that we do, mm-hmm. and we're going to do it we expeditiously. <laughs> they probably was slow to wear this shit. And they said, hey, look, this is, you know, this is the fee for it. Listen, Bruh. at the end of the day, if that's what they chose to do, then that's what it is. But we're not going to do the, the back and forth. That's the thing that it comes down to. And I think with T.I., I think this is a bigger attack on one thing. And that one thing is T.I. is one of the most active activists that are very vocal. And I'm starting to think that, okay, you tried the first approach. That didn't work. Now we're going to plan B. Next month, it might be plan C. We're going to go all the way until we get the Z, until we get one that sticks. Exactly. Okay. Now, at the end of the day, I'm not saying that those victims are lying. I'm not here to say that. I'm not a judge or a juror. But I will say this. It starts to get a little bit weird when it goes away and then it just comes back. Because this is kind of like, you know what it reminds me of? It kind of reminds me of like how the Bill Cosby thing happened. It, it does. It the, does. You know, the first time it came out, it disappeared. Real fast. But then... Then it came back out again, disappeared again. And then the flood. And then it started a couple little new, you know, little developments here. But the, Yeah, yeah. Little yeah. developments there. And then before you knew it, the door was wide open. Was so... Floodgates, yeah. What I'm saying is, look, listen. Let's go ahead and get this situated once and for all. Because right now what it does is it plays with the public perception. And I always try to get people to see this. Listen. Before they select a juror, remember, these people are at home watching this. That is true, too. And I've always wondered this. Before you pick the juror for the actual case, remember, while all this was going on before it came to trial, they were looking at this. True. So what you're doing is you're turning it on and you're turning it off and you're turning it on and you're turning it off. So I don't think that's fair for either party because what you're doing is you're playing with, you know, perception. And that is not a good thing. So, listen, if you're going to do this, let's just go ahead and do it. Let's do it the right way. Get it over with. And let's figure out what really happened. Because right now, it's kind of irking me now to the point where I'm like, okay. Okay, what really happened? Were they popping pills and doing backflips and people were drinking, you know, hypnotics? Could have been too fucked up. I mean, listen. That's what it sounded like to me. Listen, at this point, it's anybody's guess. But guess what? We don't want to go back and forth and then all of a sudden in 2022 this shit's still going on there's the shit that happens now, now all of a sudden it's 50 females and, and right all, right yeah yeah i'm with you yeah I'm like like you. the numbers you know listen right now it's probably 10 but then you know a month from now it'll be 25 give it bill cosby time yeah next year to be 60 girls right 
and, and and that's what I said about Bill Cosby. I'm like, listen, whether you think it's true or not, it, it, it's it's no coincidence. At the time, I think the biggest thing brought up was he was trying to buy NBC. I don't right, know if it was right. at that time, but I know when they brought this up, his whole charges, that was like the biggest thing they kept mentioning. He tried to buy NBC, and we know they didn't want that man with NBC. So what do you do when you have a guy that high? Yeah, you bring him down. Now, everybody has sins, everybody has flaws, and we're not, again, we're not stating if he is truly committed these crimes. We do not support the actions at all. It's just a question of, man, T.I., like, T.I., is like I said, he's become more activist, more of now. Right, right. Like, now you bring these things up when it's clear where his direction is. He, like, he's no longer the Mr. 24s, be easy cat. He's now a father, you know what I'm saying, a, 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 a activist. Remember the whole Atlanta, when Atlanta riots broke out, he was with Killer Mike. It's clear to see that this man is... A, 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 a pillar apparently in black community you know so especially the social media community no absolutely and now you bring this up like, like you said it feels very it, it feels like an attack man. yeah no it, it, it's very forced it doesn't seem like right now it's coming from a solid foundation and if I'm somebody at home and I'm not the jury yet they got you know called in for this case you would hope that they're paying attention to that too you would hope that they're looking at it without a, a biased eye and they're looking at it saying, Hey, look, this sounds kind of weird. I, I need to see like as much proof, of, you know, as much evidence as possible because it seems like we're just trying different methods to see what it sounds like in the media. And hopefully we find one that sticks, that sticks but, then, yeah. you know, at the end of the day, listen, man, I hope justice is served. However that needs to be, you know, like I said, if someone did something wrong and they did that, Hey, you know, you got to pay your dues. There's no way around that. But if this is a case where this is somebody reaching, then, hey, you know, don't don't send somebody innocent to jail for something that they didn't do just because it's popular to do that right now. Yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, you already know how we do it. Once again, this is the culture talk. We're not going anywhere. We're going to go ahead and take another commercial break and we're going to be right back.
ladies and gentlemen, the one and only unapologetic review. We're back in the building. You already know. Give it up for the DJ. Now, you already know what time it is. Listen, we got to talk about this, man. Jay-Z, the one and only Mr. Hove, the one and only big things popping. Hey, mommy. Hmm. I got to do it a couple more times because Jay-Z got a lot of money being made right now. Oh, big pimping. Yeah. <laughs> Shit, yeah. Listen, man. Jay-Z, for those that don't know, Jay-Z recently sold half the shares of Tidal to the owner of Square. Also, the guy that is, you know, dealing with Square and Cash App. Very important to note that. Hmm. Okay. Now, I don't know if this means Tidal will be streaming on Cash App exclusively, but <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying it sounds like money. Yeah, could be connected somehow. Also, Jay-Z sold a percentage, half exactly, of his alcohol. Listen, they say that his net worth went up 40% after this. Keep in mind, Jay-Z's already a goddamn billionaire. Ladies and gentlemen, round of applause for Hope. Boy, he might be the greatest businessman in hip-hop ever. Like, man. I mean, listen, uh, after rap, before rap, like, I, I don't know how you want to judge his catalog, but Jay-Z just keeps on bringing up new ways for artists and inspiring people to be business savvy. Now, remember when Title first came out, people laughed at him. True. People were like, yo, that's not your lane. What are you doing? It's going to fail. Now, fast forward to 2021, he got another deposit. And let's put this out there. Title is still one of the highest paying artist stream revenue networks in the world. Yeah. Now, what do you think about that, man? Because I'm going to just say this. I think Hove is inspirational to a lot of young people that want to know that there is life before music and after music because it's bigger than just the bars, man. Oh, oh, listen, Jay-Z is number one for more than bars. That's yeah, so, absolutely. So, so let's get that clear. Yeah. Um, There's two sides to this, and I'm going to take one side of my personal opinion and then two side, and one other side of something I saw. The first side, something I saw, um, somebody posted. They was like, "Hmm, it's interesting." Jay Z was supposedly made a title for to get, uh, I guess, specifically black artists, but you know, artists more money, more streams, and then he went on and sold it. Same thing they mentioned with the NFL. He was saying this and this and that. So there are some who are questioning his, I guess, loyalty to, to black, I guess, audiences because he went into bread with NFL, made the money, so title made the money. There's that angle. I don't really agree with that, but that is interesting. Now, my personal angle is Jay-Z showed a lot of people how to navigate cutthroat, essentially, because with the NFL situation, he's kind of made lemons into lemonade on a couple occasions. One is title. Like you said, when he first made it, there wasn't a lot of support for it in a sense of people thought he was overstepping his boundaries. In just a couple of years, he's built it to a business that he's selling sharing. So that's number one. Two, the NFL situation with the black 
you know, whatever was going on, he turned that into a profit. Hell, look at his last couple albums. Has not Samsung brought all of them? Like, immediately been platinum? So, listen, man, Jay-Z is, to me, he's almost like a bomber in the sense of his, his, his moves and motives don't have to be racially driven but it's it almost is in the way like he don't have to come out and say i'm doing this for black folks right right but if you kind of just watch the way he moves it's, it's it's almost like he's giving you a blueprint to any no 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 pun intended but he's giving like a blueprint to anybody it just so right, happens right. he's black if you kind of get what i'm saying so i feel like some people are looking at him now especially now that beyonce went pro africa like very africa don't look at Jay-Z in the sense of that he's doing something against black folks or he mentioned for black folks and that he's now speaking against. Look at Jay-Z in the sense of what I believe he really sees. It's just green. Like yeah, I feel I mean, like his motives are just money motivated, cutthroat business. He's moving in a pool of sharks. So, Yeah, I mean, Jay-Z has always been like, he's been one of those people that, he took it further than music. Like he always was, you know, speaking about, you know, portfolios and doing things that were like outside of the norm of the usual, you know, chain popping, yep. you know, I mean, I guess outside of, you know, different things of Cristal, you know, cause back then it was Cristal. It wasn't Ciroc and things like mm-hmm. that now, but he was always talking about owning and that's something, you know, shots out to definitely the late and great Nipsey Hussle. He also stood for that as well. Um, I just think it's like he Hove is an open book. He's a book that, you know, people can grab and gravitate a lot of great insights on how to take True. what it is that they own and what they're doing and diversify it in a bigger level, man. So definitely shots out to Hove. Ladies and gentlemen, we got to talk about this, too. Recently, they asked LeBron James his opinion on would he take a COVID shot? And during the interview, you know, they were, you know, telling him, you know, how do you feel about the season? How's everything been going? And, you know, there's always that one reporter that, you know, they ask that question that everybody's like, yeah, this is the answer we want to hear. And he, you know, politely, you know, passed on the answer. (laughs) <laughs> like people say he does the last shot so I mean listen he passed on it and I didn't see the big deal about it but you know we're talking about LeBron James so if yeah. LeBron James walks outside and he drops a cup of water on the ground it's a big deal it's a big deal now when I saw it I was like his response was that's a private matter and I didn't see anything wrong with that I was kind of like what do you want to say? But it seems like people are getting kind of, uh, you know, kind of anxious. And they're like, yo, why didn't LeBron actually, you know, say anything? He must be anti uh, taking the, the vaccine. You know, like I said, we said it earlier. Social media and the media itself is very quick. Yeah. They run with a story and they say, hey, you know, LeBron doesn't support the vaccine. Man said nothing like that. <laughs> he said nothing like that. So at the end of the day, what do you think about that, man? Um, wasn't it just last week that other dude told him stick to um sports? 
Stick to what you're good at, yada, yada, yada. Now, all of a sudden, you're asking him questions about COVID. You can't have it both ways, man. Uh, first of all, he's right. It's his own personal decision. If the man don't want to take it, he don't have to take it. If he wants to take it, he'll take it. That should be the end of it, but I bet it's not. Yeah, I, listen, if LeBron takes it, cool. If LeBron doesn't take it, I don't see the big deal. Mm-mm. At the end of the day, I still feel the same. Not going to take it myself yet. Agreed. But at the same time, this is a free country, so they say. (laughs) (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, listen. We got to talk about this. Nas, Mr. Nazair, Mr. Got Yourself a Gun. Oh, man. (laughs) Stole a page out my rhyme book. Listen. Mr. Ether. Mr. Ether. Listen, Nas made a comment, and he basically was talking about, you know, this generation of music. Now, we're going to be very careful with this because, you know, when you start saying this generation, for some reason, this generation actually seems like everybody's hating when we start saying this generation. We're not hating. We're actually saying this generation. It happens to be that we're talking about. Because, yeah, it's different. Nas actually came out and Nas said, hey, look, there's no music coming out right now that keeps me up at night. Meaning that he's saying there's nothing that he hears that inspires him. Like, wow. And a lot of people jumped on this and were like, oh, you know, it sounds like hating. At the end of the day, it sounds like that because people are only hearing hate when it comes out. I listened to it and I was like, I agree with him. At the end of the day, there's not that many wows and oohs that come out on the radio, which is the reason why my radio gets hardly any to no play at all. Oh, man. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> now, when Nas made this, he said at the end of the day, he said that, you know, he felt that, you know, hip hop was becoming very uh, in a box. It, it, it's trapped in a box right now. And he was saying that one of the people that he did feel was headed in the direction to kind of take it in another way was the late and great Pop Smoke. Now, Pop Smoke was a phenomenal artist. He started a trend that was so huge that it is still going right now. And they have a movie with him in it in theaters coming soon. Yeah, true. Now, when I heard this Black Caesar, I was like, yo, I was like, he's dead on. But once again, you know, it's that sensitive subject because, once again, social media and people's feelings are like grass with water on it. Yep. You know, when it rains, the grass lays down. When it doesn't rain, it stands back up. Uh, man, um, who was that rapper? Um, XX, uh, on Tennessean, having a hard time saying his name. I'll repeat, I'll repeat it him. But remember when he went, there were some people saying the goat, and you're like, nah. And, and that is the biggest difference, I think. What Nas is saying is in a sense of. Errors, man. You got to understand where he came from. Some people think Jordan is best. Some people think LeBron is best. I mean, it's, it's just people who played back in the 90s might think their basketball was better than people in 2010. Football, it's, it's, it's any situation like that. So the generation gap is different. When Nas came up, most artists came out very differently. Their sound, their style, their unique is what made them pop. If you listen to the radio, you can argue. You can listen to 10 songs, 7 are going to sound similar. So you just got to understand where he's coming from. Uh, Today's generation, again, today's generation, 
just has a different sound than what he's used to. So he even said, yeah, there are some good songs, but I'm not going to listen to it next week. That's his opinion. That's his perception. Um, I'm, I'm not a radio guy, so I don't keep up with all of the newer songs, but I can tell you 80% of the songs I've heard that came out in the last two years, especially on the radio, they sound similar. So, I mean, he's not wrong. He, he, he didn't downplay the music. He didn't say it was bad, which is the biggest issue the generation has. Nobody's hating on your music. If that's not his style, that's not his style. There's yeah, nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's, but I don't, I don't think it's really about style. I, I think he's saying the creativity. It, it has to me. I don't. I don't. But yeah. But I don't, I don't think he's saying style. I think he's saying the creativity. It's in a box. It's in a box that is so consistently the same. Yeah. And what he's saying is, it becomes repetitive. It becomes repetitive to a point where it's like, even if it's not your style, it still sounds the same. So, but in his era, like, like like I was saying, and like like you're agreeing to, there wasn't that because everybody because to really get noticed from his lane when he his time. You had to be something different. Like, even though Nas was legit, you couldn't come out jacking or even sound like Nas and really get the notoriety you could as today, who somebody could come out and sound like the next person. And it's no bother because, well, then he sounds like him. He sounds like him. Or the songs come out sounding the same. So that's how I took it. Maybe, like I said, creative wise, he's not seeing that uniqueness, especially on the radio. Yeah, it, it's I don't, I don't I don't think it it boils down to the reason I say it's not the creativity. It, it's it's really it's not the style, rather it is the creativity. What I'm saying is I think he's judging it from just a sole creativity purpose. I think he's looking at it like I think I, I remember uh, I think it was uh, RZA, and no, I'm sorry, it was DJ Paul of Three Six Mafia, and he was talking about you know like a lot of these young cats they like the sample, and what he was saying was sampling is not even an art anymore. Mm-mm. He was saying that these cats they don't even try to tweak, they don't try to take the you know the melodies and, and, and you know change the pitch and do certain things with it. What I think it's so creatively stuck in a box right now where it's like. If you want to sound like the next person, that's what they're afraid of. If they don't do it, it doesn't work. Agreed. And the problem with that is I can't put the blame just on them. I would say it's also the industry. The industry is making that the 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 number one way to sell. And because of that, we don't get the music that we deserve most times. Now, back in a certain part in hip hop which was like when Nas and Jay-Z and Outkast and all these people were around, the standards of selling a record were different. Totally different. It was different to a point where you had to have the image, you had to have the bars, you had to have the creativity, and you had to have something that you actually would say that people would be like, hey, look, I actually like this person for multiple reasons. Right now, it's not that way. It's pretty much like if I'm popping a pill, that's what it is. If I'm drinking, that's what it is. If I got this, if I'm doing that, that's all it is. But like I said, I am proud of the young people taking the music to the next, you know, level. The difference is I would just like to see them take it to a point where you can definitely hear the contrast in the music. 
when they do that, I think that this generation will take a step in a direction that so many people will not have that much to say anymore. Exactly. Conversations will be different. So, you know, shouts out to all the young people that are out there doing it. Definitely, we want to see you win. We love to see you win. And listen, think outside the box. You don't have to be like the person standing next to you. Mm-hmm. So, you already know. But ladies and gentlemen, listen. This has been another great show. But you know we're not going to end it that way. You already know we got to give you that segment that we introduced last episode. And that segment is called the one and only Black Caesar's Thoughts. Now, ladies and gentlemen, just know this. These thoughts and these views do represent the unapologetic (laughs) review. (laughs) And they do represent the culture talk. So without any further ado, we present to you Black Caesar's thoughts. Um, I'm not a fan of chicken and waffles. Uh, uh, I don't want chicken with my breakfast. Uh, I don't know who decided that was the national black breakfast. Um, I, it's not for me, bro. Uh, let me get pancakes, bacon, sausage, eggs, grits. Wow. I'm good. I, I don't eat chicken with my breakfast. Listen, man, I got to say this. Shouts out to all the chicken and waffle eaters out there. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't expect it. But I can say this. I have never had chicken and waffles. Never. I have never had that combination. As much as I've seen it on movies, as much as I've heard about Roscoe's chicken, chicken and, and waffles, waffles, I have never had it. Man, I've actually went to, um, when I was in high school, we played in Atlanta. I believe it was Atlanta. I'm not sure, but I believe it was Atlanta. We actually went to some famous black singer restaurant and they had chicken and waffles. It's a free meal and I still didn't get it. So it's just, yeah, it's just a couple things that I don't want my chicken touching and and syrup is one of them. It's not one of them. Yeah. It's it's, it's, listen, the waffle is just bread, but I definitely don't want syrup on my chicken. So for whatever it's worth, I don't know, you know, ladies and gentlemen, if that's what you do at home, let us know. So apparently we have two agreements on black Caesar start of the day. Yeah, we got two agreements. I, I don't, I'm not co-signing the chicken and waffles. I, I, I still, <laughs> I still, I still don't, I still don't know what the craze is. I mean, I've seen celebrities and people take pictures with it, and um, it's 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 like the lift every voice and sing of breakfast food for us. No, not at all. Apparently, no, not at all, not at all. No, I, I wouldn't disgrace that song that way. No, not not at all. It's definitely not lifting every voice. No, not at all. It's. The total opposite. It's <laughs> it's it's something that somebody started. I'm going to look that up. Probably next episode, I'll probably out why, yeah. Why that? no no not why. I want to know who did it. I want I want to know who started that trend. And I'm going to talk about it next episode. I'm going to get that. That's going to be my homework this week. All right. And I'm going to find out who started the chicken and waffles. And I guarantee, you, if they are still alive and they are still here, they will be hearing from the culture talk. I. I Cause I want to know. I want to know why. I want to know where. I want to know when it happened. Where did this exposure come from? Yeah, I, I want to know where the hype came from. But ladies and gentlemen, listen. You already know how we give it up. It's another great episode in the book. I got to say this. Once again, follow us at Go Unapologetic on Twitter. Also follow us at the Unapologetic Review Show on IG. Listen, 
We listen to you. We love the feedback. We love what you guys do to support us, and we're paying attention to it. Let us know who you want to see on the show. Next week, we have a surprise guest. You already know how we give it up. It wouldn't be anything unless we keep it unapologetic. Black Caesar, how you feel about it, man? Feel good, man. 2021 starting to get rolling, so let's, uh, let's, let's make this happen, man. Yeah, man. Listen, once again, we enjoyed being with you, and you already know how I say As always, some good things got to come to an end, but guess what? We'll be right back next week once again on the Unapologetic Review. Thank you.